Hello, and welcome to the Igniting Your Dynamic Self series. I am your host, Wendy Bjork, founder of HeartsOfWellness.com. If this is your first show with me, I empower women to see beyond the challenges they are navigating and inspire them to live in acceptance. As a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and nationally syndicated columnist, my mission is to create massive ripple effects in the world as I share ways to simplify back to wholeness. My heartsofwellness.com platform is the place for women to begin receiving the support they are seeking as we create their roadmap back to wellness. Today, we are talking about opposition, the warriors, and why your thoughts matter. I want you to think about the most recent event in your life, whether it was a not-so-good health news, or someone sharing an unwanted opinion, or even seeing something on the news that affected you or triggered you. As humans, we move directly into judgment about the situation, and then we unconsciously decide what to do with the information next. Sometimes we verbally respond. Sometimes we hold back and allow it to internally nag at us, or sometimes we decide to take a stand in full opposition. Even when you are moving into a new decision or a new direction, opposing forces are almost always there to push you back. Whether it's the enemy trying to stop you from growing in your walk with God, your brain resisting the good habits you're developing, or in your family system, pulling against healthy changes in relationships. Opposites are usually present. The reason is that every system, especially the brain, wants to maintain the status quo. The more change you make, the harder it is to keep going because the old patterns are so comfortable and they're just always looping for us. But the good news is that when you're surrounded by opposition, it can mean you're on the right track. In fact, The evil one only opposes those who are making headway in their spiritual journey. Think about it. Jesus healed the blind and the lame. He raised the dead. He multiplied food to feed thousands. He talked to the storm, all while being opposed by Satan. You've likely heard that it's important to be in charge and to be the change that you want to see in the world. This is a great reminder, but there's also another key principle that will help you stay strong when facing opposition, and that is, sometimes it's just necessary for our growth. When things are going well, we often overlook the need for an opposite energy force, but it's exactly the time that you need to focus on balancing your energies. In astrology, which is thousands of years old, an opposition occurs when two planets are polar opposites. This can be a powerful and productive energy but it can also create confusion or inconsistencies. For example, if your moon is opposite to your Mercury, which I really don't know what that even means, but think about it. The planets are always moving around us above our head. Maybe if this happens, you might be likely to speak without thinking through the consequences. This can lead to rash and impulsive decisions, so it's important to be conscious of your actions. The same principle applies if you do advocacy work. If you're able to demonstrate how an issue affects your community and that it's not about politics or ideology, then you're in a position to convince others of the need for change. One way to do this is by taking your argument publicly. Presenting the facts, surveys, expert opinions, and other evidence can all help to make the case for your position. Another way is by reaching out to those who support you 
seeking opportunities to build partnerships. And this can be really helpful when dealing with some NIMBY oppositions, which is short for not in my backyard, to housing projects where opponents are concerned that property values will go down or crime will rise. In more dramatic examples, when people are fighting for their rights, they can become fully embroiled in the issue and it takes over their identity. Sometimes the very idea they were fighting for can circle back around and affect them in a negative way. What becomes their identity may be the opposite of what we were intending to avoid. This is also the case when people call themselves warriors for the wrong reason. When we think of a warrior, we imagine someone who is strong and courageous. This is not a bad image to have, but is it the whole picture? The Bible features several stories of heroes who were warriors. The stories are examples of how a person can overcome challenges and defeat a powerful enemy. And in these stories, the warriors were able to win because they were confident in their abilities and they knew God was with them. They were also willing to go into battle when they didn't know what the outcome would be. This is a form of bravery and strength that's not always easy to achieve. The origin of the word warrior can be found in the old northern French word warrior, which literally means one who makes war. Implications of this term plays a major role in defining our way of life for much of civilization. But is this term now being misused or overused? We hear of people dealing with illnesses or other challenges calling themselves warrior. Even I used to use this term as the MS warrior queen. I thought if I'm a warrior, I will never stop fighting to reclaim my health. That's the wrong approach. You see, it's not about the war. It's about acceptance and navigating life to begin healing. A true warrior is invincible because he or she contends with nothing. Is it time to end the use of warrior as a label and just begin living in acceptance? Staying out of the constant fight-or-flight mode. The goal is to learn to recognize when your fight-or-flight response is being triggered by everyday non-threatening situations or stressors. I have called myself a warrior many times over the last 35 years of living with multiple sclerosis until I realized I was causing my body more unseen stress by claiming the fight status. When you feel a warrior spirit rising in your heart, it's time to claim it as a sign to dig deeper into your thoughts, feelings, and aspirations. This can be done through a number of different methods, but ultimately you must identify with what your soul purpose is and hold on to that. This will allow you to reaffirm your purpose in life and find new ways to be of service to others. It all goes back to living a life of simplicity. There's a lot of great benefits to living a simple lifestyle, but the most obvious is that it can help you live longer. By limiting your purchases, eliminating distractions, staying out of debt, you can spend more time doing the things that matter most to you and just enjoy life more. So get started today and let go of the outside input that isn't in alignment with you. Remember, take things one step at a time and that way, it, we don't make too many changes at once, because otherwise we just get overwhelmed and give up. If there's any support I can provide in living your best life, feel free to visit heartsofwellness.com or send a message to media at heartsofwellness.com. Take care, and I will see you next time.